Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 265 of Weekly Poker Hand. Hope you're all having a great week. If anyone's won a poker tournament or won a ton of buy-ins and cash games, let me know on Twitter, at Jonathan Little. If you are not following me there, well, you're missing out. So go there, I post all sorts of fun educational content to help you better your poker in your life. And if you enjoy it, retweet it, share it with your friends. That is by far the most beneficial way you can pay me back for all of this content, assuming, of course, you think I'm adding value. If I'm not adding value to your life, well, go listen to someone else. All right, today we are again reviewing hands from the Sunday Million that a PokerCoaching.com member played. And here, we have an interesting spot where a very loose player, who essentially never raises, limps from the high, uh, low jack seat, playing uh, 125-250 with a 16,000 effective stack. So that's about what, 65, 70 big blinds? In this spot, um, cut off calls too. So heroes on the button with 9-7 of spades. With 9-7 of spades, I definitely think you can go either way between calling or raising. I usually lean towards just calling in this spot because I don't really care if this player keeps limping. Like, you want him to limp, right? And every time you raise, you make it to where he's going to be less likely to limp in the future because he's not just going to limp and keep getting raised, right? He's going to eventually stop limping or he's going to just start raising everything or tighten up. You don't really know how he's going to react. But most people, they limp because you let them limp. If you don't let them limp, they're going to stop. And I don't mind having the opportunity to see very cheap flops with 9-7 suited in position. So I like calling in the spot a lot, and that is what our hero does. Small blind and big blind come along, so we're playing a five-way pot. It's not something you see every day in a relatively high-stakes online tournament. Flop comes 10-8-5, two diamonds, one club. So hero has a straight draw, open-ended straight draw. It's not the good open-ended straight draw because um, jack nine is the good one. It's the one that has two nut draws. Notice here, if hero gets a queen on the turn, or jack on the turn, he can still lose to queen nine, right? So you always have to be a little bit cautious with the marginal draws. And um, that said, I think hero has a pretty easy bet here. And the reason I like betting once everyone checks to him, everyone checked on the flop, is because the initial limper and the player in the cutoff almost certainly would have bet if they had something good on this 10-8-5 board. So given they did not bet, that implies they have something like pocket nines and worse, right? Which is going to have a hard time calling a flop, a turn, and a river bet. And to be clear, if I bet this flop, we are betting the flop, the turn, and the river in most scenarios. Because we have a hand with no showdown value, and we have one of the worst draws we could have, right? So, the only people we're really worried about are the small blind and the big blind who would check with a lot of their range just to hope one of the other players bet. Notice here, though, that even if Hero bets, say he does bet uh, 900 into the 1500 pot, if he gets raised to like 3000, he can still peel in position one time and try to get there. And if he does get there, he can almost certainly stack the opponents. So in this scenario, I definitely like betting because you're going to make lots of hands with plenty of equity fold because clearly any hands the, opponent, the opponents have, have have some equity. And even if Hero does get called by one player, he can very easily barrel the turn in the river. And if he gets called by multiple players, well, he's not actually putting his money in that poorly, right? Like in this scenario, if Hero bets flop and let's say three people call, he put in tw Hero put in 25% of the money, right? Because three other people called. And he's going to get to see the turn and the river. And he's probably going to have 25 or 30% equity in this spot with the open-ended straight draw that's likely um, both of the outs are going to be good, although maybe the diamonds are not necessarily good because the flush comes in then. Um, that said, Hero's not really putting his money in all that poorly if multiple people call. 
The only time this goes poorly is if someone, if hero bets like 900, someone calls and if someone raises huge, then hero has to fold. But the odds of that happening are pretty low, especially given the people who can, um, the, the people who we worry about making that big re-raise have already checked to us. So in this spot, hero should definitely bet the flop. And I like something like 900 or 1100, a, a pretty sizable bet, just because it's pretty easy for the opponents to all have hands with some equity. All right, turn is a queen of clubs. Not a good card. Because now, if Hero gets the jack, the board has... Uh, any nine makes a straight, and also ace-king would make a straight, although ace-king's kind of unlikely. In this scenario, though, the initial limper now bets minimum 250 into the 1500 pot. The cutoff folds, now it's on Hero. This is not a scenario you see all day. Uh, I would definitely call in this scenario, but I could certainly see... I can see merit in raising, because if we raise here the better probably is going to only continue with a queen or better. That said, his range to bet the turn may only be a queen or better, but you'd have to think he would bet bigger. That said, it's always important to try to accurately assess what the opponent's going to do, not based on how you would play, because I would bet a queen bigger, but based on how you expect someone who plays a very loose passive style would play, right? It's very important to understand the way you play poker does not necessarily impact or give you any real indication of the way your opponent plays poker unless they think about poker like you do. And if you see someone who's playing a very different strategy than you, well, they're not thinking like you, right? And that's okay. That's why poker is a great game. <laughs> so anyway, right here, I don't know what the opponent's doing, but I do know if we call 250 and we get to see the river for um, a great price, we're getting seven to one pot odds, that's just fine, right? Getting seven to one with a draw that, well, we know the, seven's, this, uh, the uh, six is good, well, probably good. And um, the jack very easily could be good as well. I'm very happy to call minimum here. I'm not going to raise. So we do call. So far, I like the way Heroes played this hand. Besides, I think he should have bet the flop. Only the big blind calls, too. River is the ace of diamonds. So the board is ten of diamonds, eight of clubs, five of diamonds, queen of clubs, ace of diamonds. So three diamonds arrive, and the ace comes in. So now, big blind checks, initial limper checks, and it's around a hero with the nine high. No diamonds. Well, in this scenario, if Hero had a diamond, that would be a pretty nice hand to bluff with. In this spot, whenever you're bluffing, you want to bluff with either, or perhaps some combination of, your hands that cannot win at the showdown, which this one clearly can't, and hands that block your opponent's obvious calling range. And the obvious calling range here are going to be like two pair, which we're not going to block, because if we had a pair here, we would just check it. Or a flush, right? If our opponent has a flush, it's most likely the... Um, the big blind is the player who's probably going to have the flush, although he may just bet those on the turn. But having a card like the Nine of Diamonds or Jack of Diamonds or something like that in this scenario would be very useful because those um, that makes it harder for your opponents to have flushes. Interestingly enough, um, we're probably also, we would like to block a hand like Ace-Jack or Ace-King. So perhaps a Jack, of, like a Jack of Diamonds would be the best card to have in your hand right here. Maybe a King of Diamonds would be a good card to have in your hand. I guess you could bluff with a King of Diamonds if we somehow had it. But think about the King of Diamonds hands we'd actually have. We'd have King Nine of Diamonds, maybe? Or King Nine with the King of Diamonds? But that hand would get raised pre-flop, right? King Nine offsuit. If we're going to play it, we should probably raise it because it doesn't flop particularly well multi-way, whereas like Nine Seven suited does. So there really aren't a whole lot of King X in our range, I don't think. Um, yeah, there really just aren't very many. So maybe we just don't have very many good blocker hands in this scenario. So given we don't have very many good blocker hands, we instead need to go look to bluff with the hands that have no showdown value. And, 
well, very clearly here we are. So sure, let's bluff. Pot's 2200. If you're gonna bluff, you wanna bluff big here because we're trying to get our opponents to fold out um, a queen, right? We're trying to get our opponents to fold a queen and maybe even an ace. This definitely looks a little bit suspicious because, I mean, let's get real. We're betting flush draws on the flop. That said, Hero didn't bet the, the straight draw, so I don't. maybe he doesn't bet the flush draw. I would call the diamond draw on the turn if I had it, so perhaps Hero could have some diamonds here. You always want to be very careful to not find yourself in a spot where the line just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, that said, King Jack offsuits a hand that maybe Hero doesn't raise, although he probably should, pre-flop. If he didn't raise King Jack, he would check flop, he'd call the turn bet, and he would definitely bet big on the river, so that's a hand Hero could certainly have. Hero could also have Ace-8. He could have Ace-Jack, right? Ace-Jack may not raise pre-flop, although, again, it probably should. It's hard for here to have a good hand here, isn't it? <laughs> if the opponents are good and they realize that it's hard for here to have a good hand, you probably should not be bluffing all that often. That said, when you have the, pretty much the nut low, you should at least consider it. Given we are multi-way, that's a reason not to bluff quite as often. However, this is about as weak as our opponents will ever appear in a multi-way pot. And because of this, the way the action has gone down, it was limped pre-flop, no bet on the flop, and a minimum bet on the turn. This is about as good of a multi-way bluff spot as I think you're ever going to find. So I like that Hero went for it. I like that he used 3-4 spot. You may even want to go bigger, like 4-5 spot. I want to do whatever I can to make the opponents fold without just losing the maximum against flushes when they do have flushes. So I generally like this sizing. I think this is a nicely played hand by Hero, besides the fact that he did not bet the flop. Um, if Hero did bet the flop, notice um, he would definitely bet the turn because the turn makes all the top pairs worse. And then he would definitely bet the river because the river just significantly changes the board. And now top pairs are, you know, top pairs on the flop and even a queen on the turn are really, really junky. So this is a very, very nice triple barrel scenario for Hero if he does just bet flop and bet turn. So don't, um, don't chicken out. So many people will bet the flop and bet the turn only to check it down on the river and then be shown a 10. And that is a disaster. So don't let that happen. Obviously, if your opponent's a calling station, you don't want to be bluffing as much. But Given the stats we have on these opponents and the play so far, I have no indication that these people are calling stations, so just bet. And whenever you have a draw, especially a draw that can't win at the showdown, it's generally not so terrible just to be aggressive, especially when people have checked you. So that's going to be it for today. Actually, let's see what happens. Do they fold? They do fold. Good. <laughs> that is going to be it for today. Hope you all have um, very, very good luck in your games. Hope you have great luck, perfect luck in your lives. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends, have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.